Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Unlocking the Magic. You're listening to episode number 161. And today, Bruce and I have a guest on. I want to thank our friend Dan on Patreon. Our Dan. Dan is the man for introducing us to our guest this week. We are interviewing Nick Cotton from DVC Resale Market. And Nick is basically going to do kind of a DVC 101 with yeah, us. Yeah, which I needed. Yes, because we I desperately no, needed. Well, we've been asked a, a, a bunch of times uh, about the DVC club and why we're not members. And our, uh, if I, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked us if we're a DVC member, we'd have like at least $5. <laughs> no, we'd have like a lot more than that, but we've been asked a lot about that. And the there reason is, we're not DVC yeah. members is I haven't really never really dove into what it is exactly and what you have to do to be involved or what it, how it, it was all kind of confusing to me. There's all these points and these different resorts and these different stays and dates and times and, off peak and on peak and it was just like a whole lot of stuff and as soon as i got past the second sentence i was like i'm done it was too complicated for you well now we have a platform the podcast where we can have someone come on and like explain it to me yeah well, without being yeah. like a sales call what's really cool about nick is actually he began his career as an industrial engineer yeah he was really smart by the way he, well he worked for disney he began his career in Disney as two, in 2004 as an industrial engineer, and, he, and it says, "quote uh, exciting ways to magic more, to make the magic more efficient." Hmm. So then, in 2008, he transitioned to Disney Vacation Club, where he was a senior Disney Vacation Club guide. DVC became the top performing guide from 2000 2018. He led many training sessions, and now he is. Uh, well, owner of this DVC resale market. Good. So he came on. We asked him a bunch of questions about, you know, how the DVC club works, how much it costs, what's like the minimum you can pay to get involved. Uh, how do you? Every question you could think of, basically, for what's involved with that. I think we did a pretty good job of asking questions, and he did a really good job of explaining it uh, so that I could understand it. Well, he seems like a really nice guy, and I feel like I have a little bit more knowledge now about the DVC. Totally. So. Check it out, our interview with Nick, and uh, if you want to become a DVC member, maybe this will it, this podcast episode will help you, or at least give you some more information if you've been thinking about it. All right, I'm excited for today's guest, Connie. Are you? I am always excited. I know. We get a lot of questions all the time about DVC, so we have Nick Cotton, who is the owner at dvcresalemarket.com. He's going to come on and answer some questions about DVC, resale, rentals, and how the whole process works. So, Nick, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, yeah a pleasure being here. Thanks for the invite and uh, happy to be here with you guys. So, Nick, give us a little bit of background about how you got in, involved with this whole process, and then we can get into exactly what the DVC is and how it works. We are clueless. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, well, the the my first step into the process was actually as an engineer. Uh, I was uh, an engineer for the Disney company, and they DVC had invited me over to come and analyze some of their processes, and I did, and then eventually became a DVC sales guy. I did that for several years. Um, also worked um, on the cruise channel 
uh, doing that for a number of years. And then uh, about three and a half years ago, um, I formed DVC Resale Market. Uh, so that was a little bit of you know my path. I'm a, I'm a member of the Disney Vacation Club as well. Um, and uh, that's that's a, that's a kind of in a, in a real nutshell how I got started. That's awesome. How did you get involved with Disney in the beginning? Is it, what, how did that start? Well, I was uh, I was uh, at Mississippi State, and I uh, was graduating in uh, industrial engineering, and I interviewed for the position, um, and probably got the offer about six months prior to graduation back in two thousand four. Wow! Is that something you always wanted to do, or is it just something that you kind of explored? No, definitely wanted to do it. Um, when I was a freshman, trying to decide what to major in. Um, I, I, uh, I was analyzing all my different options and the, uh, the head of, uh, industrial engineering at Mississippi State at the time, uh, said, if you want to do stuff that stinks, be a chemical engineer. If you want to do stuff you can't see, be an electrical engineer. And if you want to do stuff creative and imaginative and get the opportunity to go to Disney World, then you, you need to come right here to industrial engineering. And then he gave me a video, uh, that the industrial engineers at Disney World had given him. Um, and, uh, I went and watched that and I came back the next day and I said, all right, sign me up. <laughs> so that was always kind of the goal. Um, now they, they, at the time they didn't tell me that they hadn't had an industrial engineer, um, get into Disney world uh, in 15 years, <laughs> but, that's oh. okay. <laughs> but that's okay because, uh, because that was all right. I eventually connected to that gentleman, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and he's, and he, uh, he helped me, uh, get some introductions there as well. Cause Disney World for engineering, for industrial engineering, typically had about three schools that they mainly went to. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely hire from different schools, but they had kind of a, um, a pod of some main schools. But, but in, to get into the program with one of the other uh, from another in, in, uh, school, uh, you know, just took a little bit more networking, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, to get your opportunity. That's awesome. Probably better that they didn't tell you that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it was already a daunting enough task to look at like, so I have to go to calculus four. Like I didn't even know there was that many calculus. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm thinking about our daughter right now. She would would love to know more about this. She's currently in. She's a freshman in high school. And we're already passing out her college uh, choices, and that would be something she would definitely be excited and very intimidated about calculus four. I know. <laughs> What? Oh, I, I tell anybody that goes into, uh, uh, you know, well, hopefully they're a much smarter person than I am anyway, but I tell anybody that looks at those engineering curriculums, just take one semester at a time. Don't even look at like the next two or three years because, <laughs> you know, you'll just, you'll just say, nah, forget it. So you just got to take it one, one class at a time. That's awesome. Wow. Another thing that I'm intimidated by is this whole DVC thing. Yes. Not only am I intimidated <laughs> by calculus, but this whole DVC process intimidates me a <laughs> Forget little bit. Forget Well, right. the, good, the good news is it, it's it, why, why it is a little tricky. It's nowhere near as difficult as calculus. And, and <laughs> okay. When, okay, good. When, when, once you get it, you get it. Uh, but, but when you first look at it, it it's, it's different. So it, it, it does take a little bit of education. All right. So let's break it down to really small forms, especially for basic. Me. Yes. Like, like, how, does, how does it work? Like what is the DVC? Um, I know you do DVC resale, but like, what is the DVC club in general and how does it work? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, a, a little bit just about timeshare in general. I mean, the, the, the basic concept of, of timeshare was that, you know, instead of, you know, your average person 
you can't afford necessarily to buy a condo on the beach and to buy a condo in the mountains and you know and and, and all these other vacation spots so the idea was to, well you know i'm only going to be there for a week a year why would i buy it to maintain it and spend all that money year round when i just need it for one week so the, the concept of timeshare was okay let's break it up into 52 weeks and then we'll all timeshare it and so that way we'll, we'll, we'll significantly dilute the cost and then you have it there for when you need it um the, the problem with traditional timeshare was that it was rigid so so the problem with that concept is let's say that you said okay i'm going to buy week 20 okay well then what happens in two years when you know um you know things change or something you know um whatever uh school calendars change whatever and you can't make that week 20 anymore and so then you had to take that and then you had to try to exchange that week which you know can provide more complications um so what disney did in 1991 when they developed disney vacation club was that they wanted to keep the affordability that people experience with timeshare but they wanted to add more flexibility to it. The flexibility that, that people tend to experience just on a cash basis, right? Because when you go to book a hotel room on, ca on cash, you're not like looking to say, oh, I've got to buy week eight or I've got to buy week 21. You're just plugging in on Travelocity or Expedia or whatever. You're just saying, okay, I'm going from week, you know, I'm going, I'm checking in this day and I'm checking out that day. So that's what they really kind of wanted to create was a more flexible system that people were more intuitively used to. So what they effectively did was just replace cash with points. And so when you buy into Disney Vacation Club, what you get are points every year drop into your account. Uh -huh. um, and, and so it, that's, the, that's probably the, the kind of the simplest way I can kind of start somebody on learning about it is just when you look at these, every resort has a point chart and it's going to look just like a cash sheet. So just replace where you would see dollar signs with point amount. So uh, simply put, if the room's bigger, it's going to take more points. If it's smaller, the opposite. Uh, if it's a busier time of the year, the more points. Quieter time of the year, the fewer the points. Uh, it, you know, and, and so that's kind of the, the, the way you know, you'll, you'll look at a point chart. And so then you can stay in any size room you want. You can stay any time of year you want. Um, and, and so it's just you can stay at any resort you want. It's just a matter of how many points is it going to take. And, of course, everything is subject to availability. So, I mean, people can join all with as, you know, with as few as uh, 50 points. Uh, they, can, they can add on with as few as 25. Uh, they can, you know, go up to in the thousands of points. Um, so, it, you know, it, they, you know, DVC caps that are, you know, at around, uh, I think it's about 4,000 points per resort or something like that. But, uh, but typically, you know, families will join with anywhere from about 150 to 300 is, is pretty typical. And do those points, is that like a one-time payment or do you pay for that every year? Yeah. So that's a good question. It's kind of both. So you've got your purchase price, which is a one-time cost. Um, you know, almost think of it like a house. So when you buy a house, you got that, you got how much the house costs, but you still got to mow the grass. You still got to pay electric bill, you know, et cetera. Well, that's where your annual dues come into play. That's your property taxes. That's your mowing the grass. That's your cable bill. That's all that rolled up in, into one. Um, so, so everything is done like on a per point basis. So you'll heal, you're, you're going to hear the per point used when you buy direct, but you also hear it when you buy resale or when you're selling. Um, so, you know, for example, like right now in the resale market, a Saratoga Springs contract might sell for, let's say, $90 a point, right? Uh, and it, you know, 
they could vary, but so you would basically just say 90 times, you know, let's say if it's a, you know, a hundred point contract, then we're going to be looking at, let's say $9,000 as your purchase price. Now in resale prices are negotiable. Um, so you can certainly, you know, try to negotiate, uh, now direct, they are set prices. When you do look at the uh, direct scenario, uh, dues are set every year. Um, and each different resort will get a different per point amount that they're setting for their dues. So for example, if we talk more about Saratoga Springs, the dues for Saratoga Springs is about $5 and 60 cents a point this year in 2017. So if you owned a hundred points at Saratoga Springs, you would just say a hundred times 560 a point, $560 a year are your annual dues. Uh, those we pay annually or monthly. So those are really your two main costs. When you look at DVC, uh, you do have some closing costs, uh, you know, typical contract and resale run you around 500 to $600. It's a one-time cost. Like again, kind of going back to that house analogy, when you buy a house, there's closing costs because you have, uh, you know, recording fees, um, document preparation fees, title search fees, title insurance, etc. Interesting. Well, it is really interesting. I'm I'm picturing almost like so your purchase price and then your monthly fee. So your fees, it's almost like a condo. That's what I'm thinking. Like yeah, uh, dues. Yeah. Correct. And, okay. it, 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 and you know, it's 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 very hands off. I mean, you know, you don't have to worry about the maintenance. Disney's taking care of everything. And let me ask you, so you, so you buy points into a, a, a resort. Do you use the that every time you go? Or I thought you said you, you could kind of change resorts and mix it up. That's exactly correct. So you can certainly mix it up. What, what you are going to have at, your, at the, whatever resort that you join on with is commonly referred to as your home resort. Now, your home resort is going to dictate your dues every year. That's going to be based on your home resort. Now, at your home resort, you do get what they call a home resort booking priority where you can book seven to 11 months in advance at that resort. At the other DVC resorts, you can book seven months or within. Um, so you can go to any of the DVC resorts you want to, take those points and go wherever you want. Uh, now, people are gonna commonly ask, well, does that matter? Do I need a seven to 11 month window? Well, the answer is gonna be, it depends. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to book, when you're trying to book it, et cetera. For example, uh, you know, if you, need, if you say, I really wanna get into Beach Club, uh, during October, during food and wine season, um, is priority important? Absolutely. Does it mean you'll never get into it if you don't have it? Well, you, you might. Certainly, there's a chance, but it, it's going to be tough. You know, if you're one of these people that says, you know what, I've got to be at a particular resort. You know, I've got to be on the monorail at Bay Lake Tower. I want walking distance to Magic Kingdom, um, and I come during peak times of the year, uh, and I really be, I'll be unhappy if I stay anywhere else. Well, then, you know, that's really where you should join. Um, I, I met with a, uh, a surgeon out of New Jersey um, back, gosh, this was probably when we first started selling Bay Lake Tower Direct, maybe seven, eight years ago, and uh, or even longer, maybe nine years ago now. And I remember him telling me that if he doesn't stay on the monorail, he's going to get back in his private jet and fly right back to New Jersey. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, well, Bay Lake Tower, it is. <laughs> you right. know? So... So, um, you know, but then if you're somebody that says, you know what, like, you know, all of the DVC resorts are premium, um, you know, yeah, I've got a few that are my favorite, but we're pretty flexible. Well, then you probably, you might want to look to join at a home resort that's going to save you the most money, you know, than when you look at price point and dues and also years left, they do have different expiration dates too. Um, so the, the earliest ones in in 2042, 
Um, the newest ones go as far right now uh, is 2068. So uh, wow. Copper Creek. So so you have a you have a bit of a range there too. So that's just something else uh, you know to take in consideration too. So if you buy points at a yeah, the beach club, for instance, and you want to stay somewhere else, what do you do? You pay like a one-time fee for if it costs more? No, not at all. Uh, it's If you're staying at any Disney vacation club, so there's 14 different resorts in the network, there's no cost to stay at a different one. It really, they, they don't even consider it an exchange. So you're, you're just, you're staying in the network. The only difference is, is the seven to 11 month window. So when you're within seven months of when you're booking, it, it, it doesn't matter at all what points you own and, and what and what resort you're booking. They're huh. all going to be treated the same. Now, there are some collections that are outside the DVC network, you know, which is a little bit different. Uh, for example, they have they have a really, really big collection called the World Collection. Um, what it is. That sounds is, big. It, it does sound it, big. <laughs> I know, right? When you call it the World Collection. Um, it, it's uh, exchanges through RCI, which is Resorts Condominiums International. Uh, they're a big timeshare exchange company. So when you look at timeshare exchange companies, there's really there, there's really two big ones. There's RCI and there's II, which stands for Interval International. They're like the Coke and Pepsi of timeshare exchanges. Then they and they work they partner with different companies. So for example, like II partners with Marriotts, um, and your RCI is 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 partnered with Wyndham um, and actually owned by Wyndham and partners with Hilton's. Well, Disney right now has gone back and forth through the years with using both of them. Right now, they're with RCI. So you can use your points with RCI, and they have thousands of different resort options all over the world. Now, these, again, not owned by Disney. You know, obviously, they're going to have Wyndham's, they're going to have Hilton's, things like that. And then you can use your points to, to go to those places. Now, when you do use your points to go to those places, it is a $95 exchange fee because you're going outside the Disney Vacation Club network. So is that a ninety-five dollar fee if you wanted to stay at that any other of those places? That that's correct. So if you go there, you know, for a week, um, like they have, like the you know, like let's say you want to go to the Windjammer in St. Lucia or something like that, then it's going to be the points you're going to use, which usually they're very reasonable in the World Collection. You're looking at usually about one hundred and fifty points for a week in a one bedroom, and then you would pay a ninety-five dollar exchange fee. Okay. And you can use the Disney points at any Disney resort, right? Alani, all of them? Uh, any Disney Vacation Club resort. Now, you can also – they do have a conversion set up to use it like just the Disney hotels. Now, Alani obviously has villas. Um, but let's say, for example, you know, you wanted to go to uh, Disneyland Paris or you wanted to go to Coronado Springs. Okay, there's no DVC option in Disneyland Paris, and Coronado Springs is not DVC. Now, they do have point chart conversions for those. Um, you know, however, a couple important things to note, those conversions don't necessarily work that favorable economically. Um, for example, you would use more points to stay at Coronado Springs than you would to stay at the Beach Club. Huh. And, obvi- and obviously, you know, nobody's going to argue, uh, very few would argue that Coronado Springs is, is ranked better than Beach Club. Right. Uh, so, so, but, that's, but that's because when you're staying at the Disney Vacation Club, that's part of what you own. When you go and you stay at somewhere like Coronado Springs, Disney Vacation Club as an entity doesn't own Coronado Springs. That's a Disney hotel. So technically, that's an exchange. So they're having the, Disney Vacation Club is, is basically having to cut a check to Disney World for that room. And so then to recoup that revenue, Disney Vacation Club then has to go rent out their own rooms 
to try to recoup it. So they're never so those that's why those conversions aren't going to be as is glamorous just because it puts pressure on them financially um, to do that. Now, same thing with Disney Cruises. You can use your points on Disney Cruises, but it's going to be a similar scenario to like using your points at, at Coronado Springs. Um, it, it's it's to get an exchange. There's an exchange fee, plus the conversion isn't as, as strong um, as, as a result of that. Um, interesting uh, side note, too, is now when you buy resale points, you can't use it on that Disney collection that's outside Disney Vacation Club. So you can't use resale points on like a Disney Cruise Line or a Coronado Springs. Um, however, for a lot of people that buy resale, it kind of becomes fairly insignificant because the economics don't work itself out anyway. So that's why for a lot of people, they kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a shoulder shrug, like, well, you know, does it really uh, save me any you know, money doing it that way anyway? Right. Why can't you use them if you're if for a resale? Is it because you weren't the original person? Well, Disney put in um, restrictions back in March of 2011 on using it for those collections. So it, it's kind of a way to kind of, you know, help out, you know, obviously direct sales and saying, okay, look. There is something that's different about buying it direct through Disney than versus resale, and um, and and so that that was one of those things uh, that they that they did. Got it. It's really interesting. There's so much to know, but I mean, when you break it down, it makes sense. So you could almost so like we don't really mind when we go to Disney. So if you, so, to be the most economic way possible would probably be like the least busiest time at the least busiest resort for points that would probably be the best way to go right yeah i mean if you're wanting to stretch your points out i mean for sure um you know that you go the quieter time um different different resorts have different point charts so certainly you know you can look at that and you can really stretch your points um you know for example old key west was the first disney vacation club built in 1991 and i kind of say it's kind of you know Disney's first attempt, so it was really kind of what they did before. They probably really fully knew what they were doing. So the rooms are the, the rooms are twenty percent bigger than everywhere else, and the point charts almost twenty percent less than everywhere else. Oh wow! So it, it's a really good opportunity to stretch your points. There's also the Boardwalk standard views that are low on points. Um, you also have standard, uh, or actually they call it value rooms at Animal Kingdom that are very low on points. The funny thing about the value rooms at Animal Kingdom, over two thirds of them still have views of the Savannah. The only reason that they're value is because that they were originally hotel rooms in Jumbo House that were converted over to DVC rooms. The DVC rooms, even the smallest ones, which are called studios, are still generally a little bit bigger than a hotel room. Uh, but to be fair, since they're obviously going to be the size of the hotel room that was there, they just called them value rooms, and you just save more points. Wow. How many how many people can a value or a studio DVC room I was just going to Ask, yeah, yeah, good question. So most of those can hold four. That was typically the way they were built. However, um, many of the newer ones, and they have done some conversions at different EBC resorts to make them sleep five. What they've done to get that fifth person in there, because the way the traditional DVC room works is a studio room works, is that you have a queen bed and then you have a sofa that a queen pullout comes out of. What they've done in some of the newer studios are the conversions where they have space is that they've made um, they made the uh, entertainment center actually a Murphy bed come out of that, nah. and and so uh, so that's what they've done in, in many of those uh, to get that extra bed. Now, obviously, too, in, with EVC, one of the big benefits is you can get much bigger rooms than just a studio. I mean, a studio is nice. I mean, it's an easy substitute for a hotel room because you you have a little bit more space. You also have a kitchenette. 
Um, but as you get up in bigger sizes to like a one bedroom, that's where you get a full kitchen. Um, and then some of the one bedrooms even have two bathrooms in them. And then, as, and then you can commonly sleep about four to five in the one bedrooms. Then as you get to the two bedrooms, you can commonly sleep eight or nine. Okay. So that's awesome. So you basically you really want to make sure that whatever your home base is, you're okay with staying there. And then everything else, you go, you, if you want to stay somewhere else, you can try, and it may be available. But if not, you'll be staying at the one your home base is. That's exactly correct. And that's where when somebody's really new to the program, I usually start with that. You know, Before we start diving into the point charts, let's talk about what's important to you. And I go down two different paths with that. If, 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 they're, if they're very specific in what they want um, with resorts, things like that, then let's go, let's focus on that. Um, let's not, you know, let's not disappoint. Um, if that's where you really want to stay, let's make sure that you have that home resort priority. Conversely, if there's somebody that's like, you know, I'm flexible, well, then let's go down the economic path and let's, you know, let's look at the most affordable resort to join on with. Because if it doesn't matter where you're staying or you're very flexible, well, you might as well save the most money. Right. And can hmm. you can you add on as you go? So like, can you start at one resort and then add on for another, or like add yeah. on more points to maybe switch to a different resort at another time, or is that a whole other process? That's a great question. Uh, one one brilliant thing about the Disney model too is that it does make it very easy to add on. Um, so you can continue to add on to the same resort and get more home resort priority there, or you can add on to different resorts and then get home resort priority at those locations. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, when people ask me, well, should I add on the same one? Should I go to a different one? Uh, that's one of those things that really comes down to the individual, you know, and really what's important, um, you know, and what's important to you and what, what do you, what do you want to do with the points? For example, you know, if you're someone that says, well, right now we've got, you know, 300 points, um, you know, at, uh, at this particular resort, but we really want to get grand villas every year. Well, grand villas are huge. They're 2000 square feet. Uh, but they're also going to be more points depending on the resort. You know, they could be anywhere from 500 points a week to, you know, upwards of 1500 points a week, depending on time of year and resort. So in that case, you might want to say, well, let's, let's keep adding on to the same resort. So, you know, because we need to get these big rooms and we want to make sure that we get them. Um, you know, but if you're somebody that says, you know, we typically stay in studios or in the bedrooms um, and we have points right now at Wilderness Lodge, Boulder Ridge. We love it. But we also would really want to stay sometimes at the boardwalk. Well, then that's a situation where, yeah, that would make probably more sense to diversify your portfolio and maybe do an add-on at boardwalk. So now you have priority of both with the points you have at both. So, for example, um, if you have 100 points at Wilderness Lodge and you get 100 points at boardwalk, you would have 100 points of priority at Wilderness Lodge, 100 points of priority at boardwalk. I feel like there's like so many different scenarios you could go down. I know. Like you could literally sit there for four weeks and just come up with every single different scenario you could possibly <laughs> think of. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly when somebody is um, a novice to it, 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 I always recommend you know call us. You know, it, it's it's sometimes people try to learn this with a live chat or they try to learn it via email, and I'm like, no, 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 no. As <laughs> like, I was like yeah. we, we we we'll do everything we can to accommodate you. But trust me, this isn't the way you want. <laughs> this isn't the way to start. The, to get started, you really want to have a conversation. We've also set up a virtual tour on our website as well, where we have, um, in roughly about 15, 16 different videos, various topics that are about a minute to minute and a half in length that people can click on too. And and you know that's another good way. But it's certainly when you're first learning about it, an interaction 
um, like a like a live phone call is probably the best because part of you know the path that, of recommendations that I take with people is going to depend on the answers I get in the phone conversation. Right. Yeah, because we've had people try to explain it to me over our oh, shows, gosh. like in yes. and I was like, I don't get it. I still don't get nope. it. <laughs> I get it now that I talk to you because you're right. Like when yeah. you talk to somebody and you go through the different scenarios, it makes much more sense. Yeah, it's it, it, especially you know when you're newer to it. Now we also you know obviously deal with veterans to it that 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 are super users of it, and and obviously for them the questions are much more uh, limited. Um, but but certainly if you're getting started, it's definitely best to have a dialogue. Like who who is the perfect purchaser of DVC points? Like who should think about it, and maybe who is it in for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would say if somebody comes to me and they say, you know what, I, I think we're going to go back to Disney maybe a couple more times, you know, once or twice, um, then I would say definitely rent points out. I, I think that's going to be the, you know, the, definitely the better way to go for that individual. Um, it, it, but if you're in a situation that says, you know what, um, I definitely see us going back four or five or more times. There's, you know, there's no doubt about it. Then you definitely should be in the bucket of considering purchasing DVC. It's it's kind of it goes back to the the same old thing of do you buy a house or do you rent a house? You know, if you're just going to be in a city for maybe just a couple years, a year or two, you probably shouldn't go through the whole process of just of buying a house. Um, you know, with the closing cost and the time and everything involved with it. Um, however, if you're saying like, oh, I think I think this will be a city we're in for at least the next five years plus. Then you probably, you know, be wiser to go ahead and buy and build, and, you know, and have and have equity and all the benefits that go along with it. Um, same same thing, same thing with DVC. I mean, one of the benefits of DVC is the point charts don't change. Um, they 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 um, they they may reallocate some points within it, but they don't. They can't just continuously go up. Um, but the price to join will certainly go up, and the price of Disney hotel rooms will certainly go up. So it's kind of like that really nice hedge against inflation. So if you're a family that's going to be going there four or five more times, you know, you're you're either going to join or you're going to regret that you didn't join at some point. Kind of like mm. Bitcoin, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like you, if you bought Bitcoin a year ago, you'd be making a ton of money now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't frame DVC up ever like necessarily as an investment, um, but you know, it's just a smarter way to spend your vacation dollars if you're going to keep going to Disney. Um, now, another part of this, you know, is is well, what if I vacation, uh, but Disney's only a part of my vacations once every ten years or something, but I do go somewhere every year. Um, you know, I, I always tell people wherever your main focus is at, like let's say for example, every year you're going to the Caribbean, but once a decade, you're going to mix in a Disney World Resort. Well, you're probably better off buying a timeshare in the Caribbean because uh, that's your main focus. Um, but if you're if you're one if you're a family that says, well, I think about every other trip will be Disney um, or more, um, or at least you're going to go to Disney about every other year or more, then definitely Disney World should be your focus. Um, so, so if, if, if that's some, you know, if you're thinking four or five more trips to Disney, plus we're going to go with about every other year, then I think it becomes a no brainer. Hmm. Sounded like we should have bought five years I ago. Know, I was just thinking that. myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. We would have. So, but the initial investment is an upfront cost that somebody has to consider. I think that's what, I think you and I Bruce, knew we would always go to Disney. It's just that putting down the money up front was a little hard to swallow. Yeah. And I didn't really get it. <laughs> that's you. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, fair enough. I think, you know, I would probably say, gosh, 80% of the people, 90% of the people that buy this always say I should have done this sooner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that, that's, a very, that's a very common thought. Rarely do we get that buyer, you know, it's one in 10 maybe that's, that are like, hey, I just went on my first trip or I'm going on my first trip and I've heard this is the smartest way to do it. Um, you know, so usually you get people who, you know, they've done it a few times. Um, and now, you know, they're ready to, uh, to, to, to make that, that leap because, yeah, you, you kind of see that upfront cost. But, you know, you think about it, um, you know, with the, with, you know, if you're going to stay at Disney World on a premium resort for a week and you're looking at three, four hundred dollars, maybe five hundred dollars a night. How many times do you have to do that before you're like, I would have bought the upgrade? <laughs> right. Right. I was just like, I was literally doing the math in my head going, we could have bought three. <laughs> well, here's what happened. Is, like, <laughs> We've probably gotten at least a hundred emails, messages about us if we've been involved with the DVC or if we are, and if not, why not? And you know, when right. one or two people ask you why you're not, you're like, eh. But then when a hundred people ask you, you're like, maybe I should look into that. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. And you know, the other thing to consider again is that hedge against inflation. Even after you, let's say, you would have bought it anyway with a break-even point. You know, then it really it, it, it really comes down to um, that the also that hedge against inflation. I mean, right now when you look at Disney World premium rooms, you're talking three, four, five hundred dollars a night. Well, back in 1971 when Disney World first opened, the contemporary went for twenty nine dollars a night. Wow, so it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's when you break out the math, it's a, it's it's not even your standard inflation. I mean, it's more like six to seven percent inflation. Is what Disney World, Disney Disney World rooms have experienced in '71. So mm -hmm. you're saying the amount of points doesn't change. So you're say you, let's just make it easy and say 100 points gets you a week. That'll never change. It's just the amount of dollars per point will change. That's right. Okay. That's right. Wow, Bruce, you do understand. I, I'm right now. I'm taking I, notes. I couldn't even describe it back, but I'm impressed. <laughs> is there any Disneyland resorts that are a part of this? Uh, uh, yes, there is the Grand California that is a part of this. Okay. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. All right. I, I like think the any Grand other, I think you kind of answered all our questions. I think this is definitely something that we'd have to consider. And I know that people listening who maybe haven't thought of this, but they plan to go. And if you're listening to the show right now, I'm sure you're going to be planning to go uh, uh, quite frequently in the future. So I think that at least for me is definitely something I have to consider. What about you, Connie? I mean, I mean, we're kind of the same, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm I'm looking for your website right now. What What's the name of your website? Yes, it's dvcresellmarket.com. Okay. And on oh, Facebook, wow. and same thing on Facebook and Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. We're on Insta. Uh, we're on. Uh, well, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, certainly, uh, folks can follow us there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be happy to help uh, anybody buying or selling. So you know, we're we're here to help both, and we you know basically we're here to uh, broker the broker the purchases. Now, I'm real, real yeah. quick, because I know we're taking a lot of your time up today. Um, for resale, how do you resell them? Do you just kind of put them on the market, and then if people who are looking for them can buy them from you, or do you lose money, or do you make money, or how does that work? Yeah, um, no, uh, it's um, you can. Um, well, you, yeah. So, so basically, when people are looking to buy, what we're doing is we're representing a seller. You know, much like if a real estate agent was listing a home. Um, and so, so basically, sellers will reach out to us. We'll put it on our website. We'll do the advertising. We'll, we'll do the marketing. You know, we'll get it to the buyers. We'll obviously educate the buyers, you know, especially that are newer, about how it works. 
and um, and then we basically take care of everybody and hold their hand through the whole process. So you know, it's not like you have to figure out, oh gosh, well, you know, how does this all work? Do I have to write up a contract? Do I have to seek out an attorney, a, a title company, anything like that? So we take care of all that for you from A to Z, and you know, outline all the costs and everything involved in the process. Is it the same timeline as buying a house, like a six to eight or nine week timeline? Uh, yeah, when when, um, when you're buying when you're buying DDC, it can be actually technically almost a little bit longer. Strangely enough, even though it's a it's a smaller purchase, uh, because it, it, Disney's involved. So Disney has uh, what they also call right of first refusal, which is a, up to a basically a 30 day period where they can review the contract and see if they want to purchase it back or not. So that does prolong it a little bit because once we get past that, then it's kind of a downhill process. But that does add almost another month to it. Oh wow. Hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. So it, it, it's about, you know, I would, I would just, I usually tell people it's about anywhere from 50 to 80 days. And I give people a range just because, you know, Disney can be faster, at, um, you know, at times than others. That, and then you can use them right away. You can kind of book your next vacation once everything's closed. Uh, yes, absolutely. That's awesome. I think this was a great, so, great information. I, I definitely super. learned a lot. I feel like there's more to learn. There's more to know, but this was a good first time kind of break it in. Like, I feel like it was DVC for kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Which, which is what I feel like we are sometimes. Well, any show that I'm involved in is anything for kindergarten. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, no worries, guys. I was really happy to be here. And if, uh, yeah, and if you guys want uh, me to come back or anything like that or any questions you guys have for me, just let me know. We're happy to assist you guys. Nick, thanks so much, man. Oh, we'll put all that cool. on the show notes. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, that was a pretty good interview. I think it it definitely helped me answer questions about what now I know what the DVC club is. I know how much it costs. And it made me kind of think like that I was a little bit like I should have done that a long time ago. Yeah, it definitely made me think of the past thinking. I, I did If you cal- yeah, if you calculate how much we've spent over the last 10 years, like we should have done that. Right. And also what we're planning on doing for the future. So Oh, we're still gonna keep doing this? Oh yeah. You didn't know? How long? A while. I think our contract's almost up. <laughs> we have a contract? I think I wrote one up. Okay. Personal contract? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You gotta fill me in on those. Things. <laughs> I'll show it to you. All right. I think well, I had you sign it. That was fun. It and was I fun. definitely got to learn a lot and I really enjoyed having Nick on. He was a really fun guy and maybe we can have him on again sometime in the future, kind of like a part two. Is there a part two, though? Or did he answer every question? I I guess basically if I want to buy one. Yeah. (laughs) Should we we say, Nick, come on the podcast. (laughs) And walk us us through the process. But give us a really good deal. Right. Yeah, that would work, right? That probably would work. Okay. But anyway, that was fun. So thanks to Dan for introing us. And uh, Dan is in our Patreon group. So he's like, hey, uh, you got to check this guy out, uh, Nick, over at DVC Resale. So we did. And uh, it was great. So thanks, Dan. Shout out to Dan. In our Patreon group. If you want to be part of our Patreon group too, you can. Unlockingthemagic.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, I think we also do a show on Monday nights, which we didn't this past Monday night because it was a holiday. So Wait. happy holiday, Labor Day, everybody. You said, I think we also do a show on Monday night. Well, we didn't this past Monday night, so we usually do. <laughs> Every Monday over on Facebook.com. Uh, just search Facebook and then go to Unlocking the Magic. We're over there. As you can tell in Bruce's tone, it was really hard for him to take the day off. On I actually <laughs> did want to do the show. You I, didn't. I thought it was a great day to kind of hang with the family and really, you know, sit back and see what you did here. I yeah. don't know. I, I think I, I was afraid like of once I didn't do a show, I, wouldn't want, I, would like, I would get off of the routine. It'll be okay, Bruce. All right. 
So we'll have to get back on that horse. All right. Over on Facebook, uh, Unlock the Magic on Twitter. Uh, WDW Unlock the Magic over on Twitter. And you can go get Connie's packing list at our website, unlockingthemagic.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.